Welcome to a Swifty Snapshot Podcast. Hi, I'm Silver. This is a Taylor Swift podcast about her songs. From her debut album, to her ninth studio album, to her re-records, Taylor's version, and beyond. Each episode will go through an individual Taylor Swift song, include guest appearances from fellow Swifties, and touch on current Taylor news or Easter eggs. Jump then fall with lifelong Swifty Silver as she shakes it off, occasionally does something bad, and becomes even more enchanted with Blondie. Are you ready for it? Welcome to a Swifty Snapshot Podcast. Hi, I'm Silver. Today we embark on episode number five of season two of A Swifty Snapshot and the Fearless Taylor's Version era. And our song today is the infamous track number five, White Horse Taylor's Version. We talked about the significance of the track number five on Taylor's albums during season one, episode five, Cold As You. Track number fives are the emotionally vulnerable ballads. And in Taylor's words, a very vulnerable, personal, honest, emotional song. If you want more on the whole track five phenomenon, go back and listen to season one, episode five, where we dive even further into the track number five significance. But just as a little reminder of the nine track fives that they are, number one, Cold As You, number two, White Horse, Taylor's Version, which we will be discussing today, number three, Dear John, number four, All Too Well, Taylor's Version, number five, All You Had To Do Was Stay, six, Delicate, seven, The Archer, eight, My Tears, Ricochet, and number nine, Tolerate It. An amazing lineup, and today we are breaking down White Horse, Taylor's version. This song was written by Taylor Swift and Liz Rose. The stolen version was produced by Taylor Swift and Nathan Chapman, and Taylor's version by Taylor Swift and Christopher Rao. The release dates are as follows. On September 25th, 2008, the stolen version debuted on the fifth season premiere of Grey's Anatomy, Dream a Little, Dream of Me episode. Then it was released on the album on November 11th, 2008. And finally, the stolen version was released as the second single of the Fearless album on December 8th, 2008. Finally, Taylor's version was released on the album on April 9th, 2021. The song was written in December 2006. Taylor wrote the first verse by herself. Then she called Liz and they wrote the remainder together in about 45 minutes. White Horse was written about the same person as Love Story Taylor's version. Taylor never actually dated the person that the song is written about. The inspiration for White Horse was when Taylor realized her notion about him being Prince Charming was incorrect. Taylor has said about White Horse, To me, White Horse is about what, in my opinion, is the most heartbreaking part of a breakup. That moment when you realize that all the dreams you had, all those visions you had of being with this person, all that disappears. She goes on to say, when we're little girls, our parents read us storybooks and we think that Prince Charming's going to come along, is going to have a white cape on, is going to put us on a pedestal. 
and the bad guy wears black and we always know who that guy is. But what we don't realize is that in reality, the bad guy is wearing jeans and he's cute and he's charming, makes you laugh and you believe him. You think he's the good guy, then you realize he's not. Finally, Taylor says, it's one of the songs that I'm really proud of on the record because it's so sparse. It's guitar, piano, and cello. It talks about falling in love and the fairy tales that you are going to have with this person. And then there is that moment when you realize that is not going to happen. That moment is the most earth shattering moment. Originally, White Horse was not supposed to be on the Fearless album, but was going to be saved for her third album. But that all changed when Taylor got involved with the Grey's Anatomy television show. There is a music video for White Horse. It was directed by Trey Fanjoy of Taylor Swift Music Video Directing Fame. The music video premiered on February 7th, 2009 on CMT. And the scenario was reversed from the picture to burn story and music video as Taylor is the one who someone was unfaithful with as opposed to. The music video stars Taylor herself, Stephen Coletti, who was previously on Laguna Beach, The Real Orange County, and One Tree Hill. He was the character Chase on One Tree Hill, which is how I know him and also starring Taylor's real-life friend, Taya Spears. Taylor said about the music video, This girl falls in love with this guy and he's perfect. He's adorable, he's charming, he's endearing. She falls in love with him. Then she comes to realize that he's been leading a double life. He was already in a relationship years before he ever met her. You find out that I'm the one that was ruining a relationship without even knowing it. Taylor goes on to say that's always the hardest thing when someone has you fooled so much that you think they're never going to hurt you. And then they do. That's when you get the worst heartbreak. And this song and this music video embodies that heartbreak. The music video was shot in one day in January 2009 in Nashville, Tennessee. And finally, there is a lyric video for White Horse Taylor's version, which was released on April 9th, 2021. White Horse won the 2009 SESAC Nashville Music Awards for Country Performance Activity Awards. It won the 2010 BMI Awards for Awards Winning Songs and Publisher of the Year. And it won the 2010 Grammy Awards for Best Female Country Vocal Performance and Best Country Song. Several performances of White Horse. The first being on November 23rd, 2008 at the 2008 American Music Awards, Taylor wore a white evening gown on a floral patterned couch for this performance. It was performed at the nomination concert for the 51st Grammy Awards in 2009 and Taylor performed it as a medley with Brenda Lee's I'm Sorry and the AOL Sessions. White Horse was performed at Studio 330 Sessions the 2009 CMA Music Festival, the 2009 V Festival, and on Dancing with the Stars. It was performed at all the venues of the Fearless Tour. During these performances, Taylor wore a pastel sundress, played an acoustic guitar, and stood on the edge of the stage's runway. On the May 22, 2009 performance of the Fearless Tour, she performed White Horse as a duet with John Mayer. Then... It was performed at select dates of the Red Tour on March 14th, 2013 in Omaha, Nebraska, and on June 25th, 2013 
in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. White Horse was performed on the 1989 World Tour on August 22nd, 2015 in Los Angeles, California with Uzo Aduba. And finally, it was performed on the Reputation Stadium Tour on October 5th, 2018 in Arlington, Texas as a part of the surprise song set. White Horse is certified gold in Australia, gold in Canada, and two times platinum in the U.S. The hidden message is, all I ever wanted was the truth. And finally, rounding out the history for White Horse is, it is a part of the Fearless Taylor's version chapter, the halfway out the door chapter. Let's talk about the lyrics for White Horse Taylor's version and break down the corresponding music video. The intro is a toned down acoustic guitar melody in the music video. It is a rainy day and it shows Taylor and Steven's character on the phone. I, <laughs> I, when I was writing out my notes for the song, I kept calling Steven's character Chase in the music video because Chase was his name on One Tree Hill. So that's the name that immediately springs to mind. So I have unofficially named his character in the White Horse music video, Chase, and we'll be referring to him as such. <laughs> so Taylor and Chase are on the phone with each other. There is some dialogue that goes as follows. Chase, all I want is you. Chase, do you love me? Taylor hesitates, then says, yeah. Chase, can you give me another chance? Verse 1. In the music video, we get a living room setting. Taylor is sitting up against a brick wall between a fireplace and a large vintage speaker. She is wearing a light gray long-sleeved knitted sweater and denim jeans, and she is holding and staring at her flip phone. The lighting is dark and dim, and during the first verse, she is alternating between crying versus singing. Say you're sorry. The first lyric of White Horse, the listener is immediately left wondering if Taylor wants Chase to say sorry, if that's what the lyric means, or is she describing a scenario that happens when he does apologize? I believe it's both. I believe Taylor wants Chase to apologize, but she also is describing this is what happens when you say that you're sorry. Say you're sorry, that face of an angel comes out just when you need it to. Those first three lines lend to the latter theory of this is what happens when he apologizes. The lyric comes out just when you need it to implies deceit and manipulation. That Chase is able to portray this angelic nature in order to convince Taylor to remain in a relationship with him in order to convince Taylor to give him another chance. And at this point in the song, we do not know if Taylor does in fact return to him. TBD. As I paced back and forth all this time, because I honestly believed in you. This whole song reminds me of A Perfectly Good Heart from the debut album. It reminds me of that first scar, that first heartbreak, that change of the innocent, perfectly good heart. Holding on, the days drag on, stupid girl. Such a 
negative narrative to tell oneself that Taylor is telling herself, but it is such a difficult narrative to escape from when you are in these situations, when you are in the depth of these emotions. It's so hard to not speak negatively to yourself when you feel the way that Taylor is depicting here. I should have known. I should have known. She is berating herself. She is expressing regret. And then we move to the first course. That I'm not a princess. This ain't a fairy tale. Immediately, we completely detach from the love story narrative. The love story narrative was the fairy tale, was the princess and the prince, was the happy ending. And now we have moved past that. We have moved on. We have moved away. In the music video, we transition from the living room setting to Taylor and Chase cuddling on the couch in the same living room, but the lighting is bright and hopeful. They are together. They are cuddling under a patchwork quilt. We see a record player at the foot of the couch. They are holding a deck of cards together. They look very happy. They are in the fairy tale moments of their relationship. I'm not the one you'll sweep off her feet. Lead her up the stairwell. In the music video, they are playing a card game, sitting face to face. This is a very anti-Cinderella moment, a very anti-fairy tale moment. This is playing in reverse almost. This ain't Hollywood. This is a small town. I was a dreamer before you went and let me down. This is the opposite of a place in this world, whereas in a place in this world, she has the dream and she's pursuing it regardless of the unknown and the outcomes. In the music video, there are lots of scenes of cuddling and happiness. And then we finish the chorus with the lyric, now it's too late for you and your white horse to come around. We finish with the title lyric. In the music video, it transitions to the Mad Platter Cafe, it's called, and Taylor and Taya are sitting at a window table. And the dialogue goes as follows. Taylor... I never thought I'd meet anyone like him. Taylor, I feel like he's everything I've ever wanted. Taya responds, there's something you should know about him. Verse 2. Maybe I was naive, got lost in your eyes. In the music video, there are scenes of Taylor in the living room versus in the cafe with Taya. They are flashing back and forth. Never really had a chance. She's giving herself the benefit of the doubt here. As opposed to verse one, where she says she should have known, here she is moving away from that negative narrative of blaming herself, of speaking harshly towards herself, and she is seeing it through a different lens here. My mistake, I didn't know to be in love, you had to fight to have the upper hand. Such a warped view of love that Taylor is depicting here. That's that scar that is ruined a perfectly good heart here. She'll carry that with her indefinitely, potentially. I had so many dreams about you and me. Happy endings. Now I know. This is an excellent juxtaposition of the I should have known ending to verse one versus the now I know ending to verse two. Taylor kind of grows up through this song. Maybe growing up is the wrong way to describe it. It's more like she grows through her emotion. She works it out. And we see that depicted in the lyrics. Chorus two, 
that I'm not a princess, this ain't a fairy tale, I'm not the one you'll sweep off her feet, lead her up the stairwell, this ain't Hollywood, this is a small town. This is reminiscent of the lyrics in Love Story, where she says, escape this town for a little while. And I mentioned when we did the Love Story episode that this is what this reminded me of. She's exploring this whole small town phenomenon more in White Horse here. In the music video, Taylor is walking down a sidewalk at night wearing a black coat over her earlier outfit. I was a dreamer before you went and let me down. Now it's too late for you and your white horse to come around. In the music video, Taylor arrives at Chase's house. He is walking up the front door carrying a bag of groceries. He turns around to see her and then his girlfriend comes out of the house and Taylor confirms for herself what Taya has told her. We go to the bridge and there you are on your knees begging for forgiveness, begging for me, just like I always wanted, but I'm so sorry. This is a double meaning of the first lyric of the way that the song began. Taylor is apologizing. For some reason, when we are put in these types of emotions, we feel the need to apologize as if something has been her fault. But she's also apologizing as if like, you are missing out kind of thing. Like, oh, I'm so sorry for you kind of a thing. You don't know what you are doing type of an apology. We go into the third chorus, which changes the lyrics. Because I'm not your princess. Different from that I'm not your princess. This ain't a fairy tale. I'm gonna find someone someday who might actually treat me well. The most powerful line in the song in my opinion and to hear her perform it live and the audiences just scream sing it with her is an emotion that is unparalleled however i literally wrote in my notes after this line joe with a heart emoji because that's what this line and this lyric means this is a big world that was a small town she is seeing beyond high school. Taylor is seeing beyond the current situation. As I said, she's growing through her emotions and through the process of grieving. And this is her accepting it. There in my rear view mirror disappearing now. And it's too late for you and your white horse. Now it's too late for you and your white horse to catch me now. In the music video, Taylor walks away from Chase's house back down the sidewalk and the dialogue resumes with them talking on the phone. It's the same scene from the beginning of the music video. Chase, do you love me? Taylor hesitates. Taylor, yeah. Chase, can you give me another chance? There are flashes of them together and the girlfriend reveal scenes. Taylor, no. We go into the outro with some vocalizing. In the music video, Taylor closes the flip phone and hangs up. Try and catch me now. In the music video, we hear and see Audible crying from Taylor. And this lyric is like a challenge. Taylor issues a challenge knowing that he'll fail. But she issues it anyways. Oh, it's too late to catch me now. By the end of the song, she believes what she's saying. She believes that it is too late for this relationship. She has closed the door on this chapter. Now. The meaning of this song to me is 
the lyric, I'm going to find someone someday who might actually treat me well. That is something that I think most people who want a relationship hold on to that sentiment. And I will return to that lyric over and over again for however long it is necessary in my life. And that is White Horse, Taylor's version. Let's talk Taylor's trends. This is the part of a Swifty snapshot where we highlight different trends that Taylor uses in her lyrics. We have six potential trends to choose from. We have the weather trend, the colors trend, the calendar trend, the time of day trend, the style trend, and our newest trend, the transport trend. Let's see what trends she uses in this song. Alrighty, Taylor's trends. We have a total of two this week. So still not back up to the staple six that we saw at the beginning of the season, but a couple snuck in to White Horse. The first trend is the colors trend. Now it's too late for you and your white horse to come around, bringing us to a total of one colors trend. The second is the transport trend. The lyric there in my rear view mirror disappearing now for a total of one transport trend, bringing Taylor's trends to a total of two for white horse Taylor's version. This week's version of Taylor. Join me every week to discuss breaking Taylor news, whether that's spottings, Easter eggs, social media presence, or general Taylor news. Let's see what she's been up to this week. Taylor news. Taylor reached 207 million Instagram followers this past week. Drake shared a picture of him with Taylor on Instagram. Taylor will be featured in the Grammy Museum exhibit Women in Country Music. Then Halima Aiden shared an unseen picture of her and Taylor on Snapchat along with a Snapchat from Gigi's birthday party in 2019. Lots of pictures of Taylor with others being shared this week. And finally, the big news of the week was that it was Record Store Day on April 23rd. Taylor was, of course, the global ambassador and had released a limited exclusive The Lakes vinyl. She posted two Instagram stories on April 23rd. The first was the picture of the mural on Grimey's with the caption, Thanks at Grimey's for this mural. I am overwhelmed. Happy Record Store Day. Honored to be this year's global ambassador and glad we get to celebrate these sacred and important places now more than ever with a purple heart emoji leading to speak now theories furying about everywhere on the internet. The second Instagram story was a picture of the Lakes exclusive vinyl in a record display with Taylor Swift as the divider in the background. The caption read, limited quantities of the Lakes and the Lakes original version on 7-inch clear vinyl available exclusively at your local participating record stores. Now, full confession, there were several local participating record stores in my city. None of them received the Lakes exclusive vinyl. I was so disappointed. I'm not going to lie. I spent the better half of the morning on Saturday, April 23rd, sad and disappointed. As much as I was happy for those that were able to obtain these vinyls, definitely 
was a sad moment for me. However, I cheered myself up by then going and doing a photo shoot and a content creation of the lakes, which I posted all over my socials and will link again today if you didn't get a chance to see it. And that cheered me up immensely. So I have a bunch of the lakes content now. But if anybody knows where I can get my hands on one of these exclusive vinyls, I still would not turn it down. That's all for this week's version of Taylor and White Horse Taylor's version. Next week, we will be covering You Belong With Me, Taylor's version. And we have a guest who I will not announce. You'll just have to come back next week to find out who it is. Don't forget to follow and subscribe on all the platforms so you don't miss any content or episodes. And on that note, come back, be there. <laughs>